Hi, we are Easy A's, Angie and Amanda, two best friends with a decade between us, which has shown us that you don't have to be at the same age and stage to get each other at a soul level. We believe life should be easy, not to say that it won't be complicated, but we are finding it is possible to move through life with more ease. Join us as we go down the rabbit hole of anything and everything that is lighting us up at the moment. Welcome to Easy A's, Amanda. Welcome, Angie. <laughs> Easy A's. <laughs> oh, good job. We did that in sync. So, so fun. I think, you know, for us, we think that this title makes perfect sense, but we're the ones who've been sitting with it for a little while and long time for some time here. And I just thought it'd be fun if we went on a little bit of a riff about like where this came from and maybe what we've thought of along the way that we discarded and didn't go with. Um, I think we both have kind of a favorite one that nobody else really seemed (laughs) to like when we would do our polling. Uh, Makes so much more sense too for how our podcasts have been going is the one that we're thinking of where Mm -hmm. we thought of squirrel talk. talk. Yes. We were loving it. We thought it was so great. We thought like, Oh my God, it makes so much sense. Girl talk. We're girls but squirrels get distracted by everything. And so going a million miles an hour <laughs> down different avenues and squirrel talk, it just made so much sense to us. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that like, to be honest, I hate squirrels. So I just think that they're not, been, they're not most people's favorite animal. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to you many times about the squirrels in my yard. Right. They eat, they, they eat, eat through the stuff. Yeah. So we decided squirrel talk wasn't the way to go. No. But from the beginning, I was intrigued with the idea of having the word easy being a part of it because as we will delve into over the life of this of this show, we both have been on a common journey in the last few years in terms of kind of consciousness shifting, awakening and spiritual stuff. And One of the things that our mentors tells us all the time, and we'll be talking about her a little bit later, is that life doesn't need to be so hard, right? And that if something is aligned, you will find ease and flow. You don't have to effort. You shouldn't have to effort. effort. Right. Um, Not to say that that's complicated, because it's not saying that you're bypassing hard stuff or hard emotions or like no you're right never gonna be sad you just right you now it's easy it's not that it's just it yeah easy is is maybe a flippant word for it but I have I've grown to really love the connotation that that if something is feeling really difficult and really really like you're finding a lot of friction and not finding movement then generally speaking, it is not meant for you. Right. Right. And that it doesn't have to be easy. And that means that it's always pleasant. Right. It just means that you're not catching friction at every turn. It's looking at things and knowing that there's, it doesn't feel impossible anymore. I just think when you were talking about that, I was thinking back to myself many years ago and the things that would rattle me mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's embarrassing. I mean, six months ago for me, I could say. But okay. <laughs> but I'm saying like, think about something that would have rattled you oh. 
a few years ago. I, I can give you an example of the things I would worry about. I, I remember, <laughs> this is so stupid. I remember Colorado Springs was on fire in like 2012. Yep. And I lived with my sister at the time and they were going to have to evacuate. Mm-hmm. I and remember this. All I was worried about was my, like my contacts and my, like literally contacts that you put in your eyes and in my passport and, and things. I was like, it's all going to burn down. Not to think about like their house was going to burn <laughs> down, but I was worried about my own stuff. Right. If that's any indication of the things that we worry about, though, like it gets so granular and so silly. Like, right. who cares? You get another passport. You get right. more contacts. Like, you get another house. I mean, I'm not saying that's easy, but I I don't know. That's no. just the example that came to I mind. totally agree. And for whatever reason, what's sticking out for me right now is I'm thinking back to when I was in law school. And it would be the night before an exam or the night before something that felt really big to me at the time. And that is the first time that I ever had a panic attack. And I just remember like literally letting it cripple me in such a severe way that I couldn't go to work the next day. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had that test that night and I just had to call in sick for work because I went to school at night and I had never experienced anything like that before. And I'm not saying I haven't had, I've had lots of anxiety even along the way in this journey as recently as last week, I had a pretty sleepless night, but goodness, the idea that something like that could take such hold of me and possess me and make me think that my life would be over. Mm -hmm. That's the key. You think it would end you. Yeah. And it wouldn't. And it wouldn't. And of course it, and, and also of course, I had put the work in. I had done enough Mm -hmm. to do the test and certainly not fail. And most of the time I did quite well. And it's just like having the faith that if something is for you and if something is in alignment for you Mm -hmm. and is going to contribute to the highest and best for you and those around you, then it's not going to fail. And if it does fail... Also, and it's easy to say this, but there are times that things fail, that it is also happening for you. Definitely. And not to you. I I totally relate to that. And I've thought, you know, about, you know, situations in a job where you're like, oh man, like, you know, if I lose this job, that's the end of me. Right. Like you just connect so much to something that, yeah, it's, it's important to have a way to earn money and... And, a, you know, a purpose in your in your job and that kind of thing. But it wouldn't. It, it's it's boggling to me. I think I would just have such a different take on that. Not to say I wouldn't have anxiety about that. No, we both still have anxiety at times. I have a lot of anxiety. But in knowing that there's a simpler kind of solution or a simpler way out of it. Right. So... All that to say, our our name is Easy A's, and oh, but let's talk about what you rejected because I no, I know I <laughs> liked it. I actually quite liked it, and this. So, also for those of you that don't know Amanda and I, and haven't read our little intro on Instagram or whatever, and and didn't pay attention to the intro to the show. In fact, we have ten years between us. So, I'm older. I'm Angie. I'm older. I'm forty four, and we're not in the same generation. And I 
got so excited about the idea <laughs> of the title, Easy Like Sunday Morning. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what about this? And we're like, we're sitting on a call for, we're on a pod course call. Like we joined a pod course and we were taking this class about doing a podcast and everybody was talking about their titles and we were like, well, shit, we don't know what our title is going to be. And so we felt like pressured to like try to come up with something. And I tell Amanda and she's like, like the song? And I was like, yeah. And for me, I love the song Easy Like Sunday Morning. And she's like, but Sunday mornings were not easy. <laughs> That's a good point. And That's like, not easy. honestly, they weren't. I, I mean, you know, Sunday mornings were kind of stressful, like getting up, getting everybody around, eating, getting the nice clothes on, like getting out the door for church. And it was not an easy time. It should be more like easy, like Friday night. <laughs> easy like Friday night. You have the whole weekend ahead of you. And you're like, I can do anything. Right. You know, that song is misleading. It is a little misleading. But it's also I, like slow and like, it's. Well, I don't know when it was written, but like maybe I'm going to guess like the amazing. 70s. It's probably written in the 70s would be my guess. So I just, you know, I have an affinity for Lionel Richie and like. I love <laughs> Lionel Richie's song that we were singing the other night. But <laughs> uh, what's that? All Night Long. All I mean, that's long. a great. But Okay. I'm sorry, you don't go from all night long to easy like Sunday morning. That's it's just, just not. You have always said that my taste in music is a little <laughs> depressing. And I think that this just highlights. She likes Probably, the bangles. <laughs> I do love the ba- Who doesn't love the bangles? I don't even. I, I think when I think of bangles, I think of bracelets on my hand. Those... And when you tell me that, I feel so sad <laughs> because I feel like you missed out. Do you know who likes the bangles? Your... Gilmore Girls. Yes. I love Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I know. I have a like I have an appreciation for it, but if you watch it now, you're just like they're so annoying, and <laughs> they just talk about the Bangles, and you're like, Ugh, this is a band I should like, but I don't. I was always so jealous of their ability to just like riff in a really intelligent way and that's make not, me feel stupid. That's not real. I'm sorry. Nobody talks I that much. I feel like Lauren Graham would be able to do that in real life. My brain isn't that fast. Mine is definitely not that fast, but I wish it was. My husband's brain is that fast and it drives me crazy. But you can't understand anything he says because so, <laughs> he's British and you need subtitles. So, Well, I think that sometimes my family feels that way too, but sometimes it's just because he's using like words that are too hard for everybody else to get. That's how I feel. And now you see why we wanted to call ourselves Squirrel Talk. <laughs> right. We just gave a really good example of that. But we did come up with Easy A because Angie you, liked... You came up with Easy A's. She liked... And it's Easy A's. So we're not... It's not the movie. We're not taking it from the movie. But right. I'd seen the movie. You liked Ease. You yes. wanted Ease. Yes. We're both A names. Yeah. And Easy A's came to us and... We had to sit with it for a while, but it has grown on us and we love it. I think it really fits us. Yeah. I love it. I'm good. I love it. I think it's the right thing. Something I feel really good about. (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) I just want everyone to know that. Well, it is written in stone here. (laughs) Love, easy A's. And the other thing is like, I think for a lot of people that don't know us, because we both have groups of friends that we have have friends. (laughs) We do. We have friends, people. You don't need to worry about us. But we have separate groups of friends, yet we're friends with one another but like from the outside looking in other people may not get like how our friendship kind of came about because we are so far apart in age in terms of you know that that little decade that we, we have, have a decade us. yeah and 
I think it's just kind of fun to think about how our friendship got started. And so I think I'd like to take a, I'd, th- I'd like to take a trip down memory lane here. The year was 2012. <laughs> yeah. It was Sturm College of Law. Sturm College of Law. Eric Bono was our boss. He was. And he still is the boss at He's the career so development nice. office. He's the nicest guy. I just moved back from, I'd gone to school in Florida and lived in Nashville. And I moved back and was so happy to have a job because I had spent two months not having a job. And that makes you feel really anxious, really anxious. <laughs> and I moved back without having a job because I wanted to live in Colorado so bad. But I remember getting that job. Um, and feeling so like everything was so unknown at that point. Like I pretty much just moved back. Didn't have a lot of friends in Denver. I was living with my sister in the spring. So I commuted every day. And so you know, you're just like trying to figure out your life right? as a 20-something-year-old. And so I remember the office, you know, it, it takes a minute even to get to know people in the office. Oh, yeah. And I was the office manager. Um, and so that's just kind of where I was at in my life. And you were at a completely <laughs> different stage. Oh, man. I was at a completely different stage. My life was... Well, I'm thinking you started that job. Am I right that you started in like August or September of September? Yeah. Yeah. So I was at a very different place in my life. I had graduated law school years before, worked at a law firm for a while longer, and then really decided I wanted a shift in my life career wise and took an enormous leap of faith and an enormous pay cut. And left private practice in, in, in the big law firm world and went to be a career counselor at DU Law School. You're saying DU Law School didn't pay you as much as you were making at a law firm? It did not. Can you imagine? That's Can you crazy. imagine? And so, um, but I loved, I loved the work that I was doing. But I would also say that when I, after I left private practice, I loved the work I was doing. Um, I loved being at DU. I loved working with that group of people. But personally, I was at a really, really difficult place in my life. Um, I had a three-year-old son and I was still married to my first husband and our marriage was just really suffering and we were not doing well. And I did not really share that with anybody in my life yet at that point. Nobody knew that our marriage was in such a bad place. So I was just really alone. I felt really lonely mm-hmm. and I didn't have anybody I could share that with. And um, when you started, I also remember feeling like I had a couple of coworkers at the, at the career development office that were a lot of fun to hang out with kind of at work, but we were just like kind of work buddies, right? It wasn't going to like extend beyond that. So when you started, I was just... So like the fresh air that you kind of brought with you felt really lovely to me because you had youth and energy and I don't know if I knew this right away, but you're really flipping funny. And so like I didn't, I don't know if I knew that yet, but there was just something about you. And I just remember pretty early on at one point just being like, all right, you're going to have to just like sit here and listen to me talk about how sucky my life is because. I want to remember the moment of going from, because I remember, you know, feeling like, 
oh, okay, everyone's got their own lives going on. It's going to take a minute to get to know right. anyone. Like really having no idea, like thinking, okay, you're married, you have a kid. And everyone in the office was married, I want to say. And right. so just being like, cool, like feeling like I related more to the law students than I did sure. to anyone in the office. I just want to remember the point though, where it was like the I breakthrough. Think I, do. I think I know. Ooh, tell me. You don't think you remember? I don't know exactly. Well, I mean, that year was, is pretty well seared in my memory because it was such a difficult one for me. So I do think it took us a little while. You started in September, but it was pretty early in the month of November when I found out that my ex was cheating on me with somebody that I thought was a really good friend of mine at the time. Right. And I called into work sick the first day. Like this is, and for me, this is so unusual. Like our, our marriage had had its ups and downs and it was tumultuous at times, but never once had I called in sick to work. Law firm years never once called in sick to work. But when I found this out, I could not hold it together anymore. And, um, I called in sick to work and I just told our boss, I'm having a really difficult time. Like personally, I can't be at work today. And I actually think he might've given me a couple of days off because he was just like, whatever you need. Again, nicest guy in the world. So nice. And so he looks like Mel Gibson. He does look like Mel Gibson. (laughs) Mel Gibson is not nice, but (laughs) But Eric was really nice. And so he gave me a couple of days off and then I somehow pulled myself together enough to get into work a couple days later and it was rough and I'm sure I looked like crap and you could probably tell but I just remember at some point that day I pounced on you and like (laughs) needed to unburden myself and talk about what was happening for me and you had no idea you were like blindsided yeah and like we hadn't had intimate conversation. And so I think it's like, and this is a pattern for me in life is over disclosing before somebody has earned the right to be over disclosed to. Yeah. And I'm getting better. My boundaries are much better. Lots of therapy, lots and lots of money has gone into this process, (laughs) but, but I didn't. And, and lucky for me, it turned out okay. Because again, like I said, I was at a point, nobody else in my life knew what was going on. And when this all finally came to light, everything blew up. We had an enormous friend group that was very close together. It was very traumatic for a lot of people, but I couldn't necessarily turn to that group of people at the time because they were so entrenched in it and they were hurt too. Mm -hmm. And so you were safe. You were a safe person Mm -hmm. who didn't know anybody else in the story who only cared about me because you only knew me. Right. And I, I rolled the dice on it and I won the lottery in somebody that like I knew was going to have my back and you didn't like from that moment, you were there for me in a way that I needed. Not to say that nobody else was, people were trying to be there for me left and right. But like it was at a moment for me that I needed somebody who was not attached to anyone else in my life. Right. And and you were it. And also what I will say is that I remember at the time I knew how young you were. I mean, you were 24, 25, 26, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you were young and you had, Still am. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you got a real gift. I'm still young. I'm still 24, yeah. But I just remember you having a, a, an ability to carry that emotional depth with you and actually offer me a depth of advice that 
I wasn't getting elsewhere at that time. And you were also offering presence in my life and care in a way that nobody else probably felt safe showing up at that moment because they Mm. didn't know what to do either. I mean, my, you know, my first marriage, my, my husband was somebody I met in college and our whole group of friends out here, we had known each other forever. It was very messy. It was very hard for everybody when, when we split. And so you were the only person for whom it was clean. It was not nuanced. You only had to care about me. Right. You needed that. I feel like that's just so divine though. Like timing and how that works out because thinking about it makes me so happy that it worked out that way like yeah what are the odds like you had no no one had any idea at the moment what was gonna spark a eight-year friendship right right. doing a podcast eight years later like (laughs) right isn't that cool it's so cool no it's so cool and it's like stuff that we can't we aren't sovereign enough to be able to, I mean, we have our sovereignty, but we don't know these things. We and don't. we, yeah. we are living this journey and kind of discovering something new every day. And this is something that we look back on and we couldn't have planned it better ourselves. And on the, the flip side of that, of what you provided to me and continue to is just, you're somebody who's not afraid of, I mean, look at what you went through. You had to go through a divorce. You had to go through a friend group feeling strange. And, you know, you have people who remain your friends and maybe people that don't remain your friends. And you had been through careers and, you know, just different viewpoints on life. And I think that is something I so needed in in a friendship with somebody who knew themselves in that way and you're not afraid to do the next thing. For example, you know, you you took the pay cut and went to the law school and then from there you decided to jump into a whole new career and you've just never been afraid of of doing that from what I can see. And I mm-hmm. think that's pushed me and you have a lot of confidence in your friends and you bring people together. I can't tell you how many people Angie's connected we, me with in my life, all of my ex-boyfriends, Angie has <laughs> notice, known. Notice they haven't worked out. So she's not, I'm not allowed to hook her up anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I'm just saying you connect people and you, it's, it's just so interesting about what we could bring each other. Oh, for sure. And you can't, you can't plan for that. No. And we also didn't know that my life was going to fall apart so thoroughly that it did, that I regressed about 10 years (laughs) in my maturity level. And I needed, I mean, this is the other thing, and I don't really mean it, but we've talked so much about how my therapist kind of shared with me, like, when you go through a life event like that, generally speaking, you kind of back up in an emotional capacity to the time in which you met that person. Mm -hmm. And then you need to live out all the time that you've spent with them Mm. in a short period of time. So I regressed. I needed to live. I needed to know what it was like to have some freedom and be single and do all of those things. And it was so amazing to have somebody to be able to go through that journey with. And then we kind of continued to grow back up together again then, you know? And I think that was honestly, I think that was for me an enormous benefit, but it, but it was part of our journey. It is. And it's, it's, Funny to think too, by I I kind of I I envy those times a little bit because of the I don't really, but it was just so I mean we're so wise now. 
<laughs> we're just, just so ask us. just ask us woke um we just know ourselves so well but you know what i'm saying like you just yeah. had this it's just like okay fun kind of not that we're not having fun now i don't know how to describe it but i just it's nostalgia probably of like thinking about like the unknown then and just all the adventures and yeah. getting to know yourself and yeah and I mean, I think I should think about that on a daily basis because it is warming my heart. Yeah. No, I think it's just like fun to think back and, and kind of realize how far the journey has brought us and how much we've been able to experience together. And yeah. I don't know, it's been it's been really fun. And to think that it's all happened in eight years and it's like, OK, so then now what? Like what's going to what is it going to look like moving forward? I mean, we've had so many experiences together. Also highlights for me the, you know, I have friends, I'm able to make friends of any, okay, let me start that over. That just sounded so cocky. (laughs) I meant like I have older friends friends. and I have younger friends and it does, it really isn't about age because I have younger friends that to me are so mature and so like, oh wow. And I keep reminding myself how much younger they are than me. So same, like, I'm younger than you, but you have older friends that I'm sure have provided you kind of that same connection where you're like, wow. And so really age doesn't matter. No, my niece is 18 years younger than me. And I feel like she's one of my very closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's all I was trying to say. And that I'm really good at making friends. And that you are just so good at making friends. I have so many friends. I have like seven. I think the other fun thing about (laughs) our journey, you have like seven. I think another fun thing about our journey is the way that our careers have intertwined really inadvertently basically I just copied your career are you did you ever you're too young gosh darn it single white female I am a single white female I know you are but the fact that you don't get that that's a movie reference I don't know what when did it come out probably before you were born it was really good Bridget Fonda don't even know who that is Jennifer Jason Lee why does she have so many names gosh (laughs) all right well we'll skip over I'm gonna watch that tonight but Nonetheless, I'm going to put it in my VHS player. (laughs) Well, that's probably about when that movie came out. So (laughs) I don't know exactly when when we're talking. But um, anywho, it's interesting how I jumped from the Career Development Center into an HR slash legal role at a company. And right around that time, you decided to get your master's in HR. Yeah. Um, for me, it was because they rejected me in the other program, <laughs> which was I tried to get into the master's of um, higher education, and it was a really small program. <laughs> so I'm telling myself <laughs> I didn't get into that one. It was a lot more um, involved, though. You had to like it was going to be a lot more work. Like what? classes were during the day and you had to be. What did you want to do with that cohort. program? Would you have like wanted to go on to be a professor or like what's the. No, I think just work in higher education. Okay. Gotcha. Like I have no idea. I think it was because I had had jobs at colleges, right? You're like, I work at DU. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll get a master's in higher education. My thought was get a master's for free. Absolutely. That's all I was thinking. And I never, ever knew what I was supposed to do like career wise. I was always like struggling. So I was like, just keep going, get a master's if it's free. So I got rejected from that program. (laughs) Best thing that ever happened to you. I did make a few friends though during the weekend where it was like the, you know, they try to get you to 
come and you apply and then they reject you nicely. Um, so I was looking at the night program and, mm-hmm. um, the only one that spoke to me was human resources because it had so many areas that you could work in. And I was like, yeah, this all kind of fits. Yeah. Plus you only got the tax credit if you could relate it to your current job. And I felt like I could, you could relate it, it to totally. being an office manager at DO. Yeah. So really, really empowering stuff <laughs> of why I decided HR. But it doesn't, again, it like kind of is like, it doesn't matter like in that moment, later right. on, you look back on it and you see the sense that it makes, right? Yeah. Well, it makes sense for you though, law, maybe you, I don't know how you chose to get into law. Maybe that's a conversation for another time, but sure. law and HR obviously go, they, they pair. They pair well. I don't think as many people pair them as could, but for me, it's just been the perfect it's been the perfect blend for me because my passion with jobs is around connecting with people, being involved in the operations of the people at the work. But also I like to exercise that part of my brain that is, you know, contract oriented and employment law oriented. And so for me, it's just been like the perfect blend. And it's just really funny how that's kind of brought us full circle because I took I took one particular job and then, you know, from there you were kind of moving your way through your career and it's just been great the way that it all has kind of flowed together um, along the way. And now we're back working together again at an organization where I'm a consultant and you're full-time there as a director of HR. And it's like we get to work together on things, but we also kind of have our own things that we're doing in different capacities. And it's just... It's crazy. And that's like a crazy story because I remember when... So you worked at my current company and you were talking about um, needing to hire like for an HR generalist. And you were like, so you're going to have to be the office manager and the HR generalist. And I wasn't really fulfilled in my current job. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And... um and then just thinking that I'm the HR director for that company now is just right. crazy to me. I'm like, well, what because the hell? it's like you came on board and then pretty quickly thereafter within it's like September is like a funny month for us. Like you started at DU in September. Did you start at L3? October, yeah. October, because by sometime in like November December, or November. December, I got an offer to go be a general counsel elsewhere. And I was like, um, so I think Amanda could probably take my job and like we could, you know, like we could make this work in a way that I'm going to jump ship now, but you're ready to take the reins. Do you know that people have thought that we like planned that somehow? I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. All right. You come on in October and then I'm going I to find leave in December and right. you can have it all. Right. Right. <laughs> Which I was terrified. I right. was like, if we could be such masterminds. Right. We're pretty powerful. I mean, I was terrified though, because it was like going from being an HR generalist that supports a director of HR or a VP of HR, whatever you think you were, CEO of HR. I was not that. You know, whatever that C level is. But going from having that to being like, you're going to be in charge, I was like, Okay, but it is a really a sink or swim moment, and I don't think if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't be where I am. Well, and none of us would, right? Like, I jumped from that to kind of jumping deep end of the pool into tech startup world, Mm -hmm. legal work, and what I found is, like, that's really what I wanted. When I did that, I was like, I really want to get more legal on my plate, and so I did it, and then I missed the people, 
Mm-hmm. And all I really wanted was to like have a hand back in the people side of things. But the company that I went to had a fantastic people person and they didn't need a people person. So mm-hmm. I got to work alongside of them and I was still more of their HR expert because I had that background, but I missed it. And so I just, you know, now I'm doing, I got to create my own world where I get to take HR jobs here and there. I get to take legal jobs here and there and I love it, but it gives me the opportunity now for you and I to work together and kind of figure out, you know, how, how our skill sets can work together. And they work very well together now because I am like, Hey, I need help. And then Angie comes through and I'm so grateful because I have yeah, but you a also, million other things to do. You do have a million other things to do. And that's the thing for me is that like I can work on like a piece of something for you, but you're still balancing like 80 balls in the air. And so it it's great. It works it's crazy. Great. It's so funny. I still want to pull out, pull out one of my old papers from my master's program to read it and be like you had no idea what you were talking about one but also I used to pick Angie's brain at the time and just knowing I that I was like some of those projects we worked on. foreshadowing the current the company I was going to work for eventually right. like what are the odds that's just it it's all funny works out. it's all kismet the way that it all works is better than we could have ever planned it ourselves <laughs> I love it well we had some other things kind of scheduled to talk about today but I feel like I feel like that other topic is probably going to take a lot longer. Yeah. I think though, back to kind of the whole easy a kind of thing and where we're coming from with the not efforting and how we discovered that is, you know, through, through all the things that we've been through together within the last couple of years, discovering kind of this new way of, of living and, and it, and I think that totally transformed us and kind of threw sure. us into where we are now. And so, you know, it's been a journey of, of really good, good things and just getting to know yourself and spirituality and, um, and a really special person who we both know mm-hmm. that kind of led us there. And so, yeah, I think, you know, we definitely want to talk more about her and bring her on as a guest. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I think we just, the tip of the iceberg. Totally. Which is a good thing that we have more to talk about. Yes. Right. Yes. So one of the things that we are going to be doing in this show is we'd like to end by pulling a card and so I'm going to give Amanda time to go find a little deck here because I think she's got and one And by nearby. card, we mean like tarot poker card. <laughs> card. Okay, so I see a shocker deck. That's what we're going to be pulling That's from. That's what I had nearby. Yeah. And so we'd like to, yeah, we've, we've both gotten into lots of different modalities over the last few years in terms of kind of our own spiritual practices. And one of them um, is card pulling, and we really enjoy that. So... We're going to end each episode with a little bit of a poll, whether it's an oracle deck or a tarot deck. And this one, like I said, is a chakra deck. And it's one that we think is really beautiful. I think we both have our own own set of it at this point. So, all right. We, we're going to do voodoo magic, but decided that wasn't the way to go. Because we don't really know how to do <laughs> that. <laughs> but weird. we could learn. We could learn anything. We just want to see if it works. <laughs> do a little Are you voodoo. out there? All right. So wait, are we just pulling this around? Just, whatever. I think 
I like this is this is our fresh new episode. This is our first our first episode. Let's just pull it around the energy of our conversation today and where we're heading. Ah. Creativity. Creativity. I believe in that. I do too. And I think this is a creative expression for both of us, for Mm. sure. I don't think within HR, we don't get a ton of opportunities. That's where. To exercise our creativity. And I think that this is a really creative endeavor for both of us. Yeah. And I think you get elements of it in HR of like when you talk to people and you feel like you're just kind of being yourself and that's the easy flow of it and people are responding to you. But yeah, you don't get a you don't get to step super outside the bounds. No, not at all. And I think yeah. that that's what we get to do here a little bit. I love this. The Give universe is the universe is pure creative energy and is here for you at this time. When we can embrace this creative power and channel it into our lives, amazing things happen and the manifestation of our dreams becomes a reality. Absolutely. Amen. Have you been feeling a little flat of late with no energy to create what you love? Are you in a pandemic? Is it 2021 (laughs) and you're still like, what? What? Wait, real quick. Does this happen to you? I was at the store earlier and I had a mask on and I was like, all of a sudden I was like, am I the only one wearing a mask? Why am I wearing a mask? Like, I was like, <laughs> are we supposed to wear masks? And then I, I totally like, had a moment like that oh, on the trail yesterday. I was out on my walk and here, let me see this again. I want to see if anything hits me. Um, I was out on the walk and <laughs> so I am a huge fan of the show, The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and I don't think you've watched it, right? Yeah, I've seen some of it. But in the later episodes, these women are wearing like coverings over their faces and I was like, oh, my God, we're in the handmaid's. I was yeah. just having this, like, alternate reality feeling that, like, we are in a weird alternate universe it where is. everybody's wearing masks and we're afraid of each other and we can't be close. And I don't I don't really want to go there on this, but I had that moment yesterday. Yeah, it's just it hits you because you've forgotten and you feel like you've spent so much time just not doing anything with anyone. And you're like, right. wait. Am I the only one wearing this? So I also think it's worth mentioning that I'm looking at the creativity card right now. And I just brought up the handmaid's tale and this woman, I shit you not, looks like Elizabeth Moss. Does okay. she not? Yeah. And her mouth and her like eyes and everything. She looks like Offred in the handmaid's tale. She also looks like a fairy from the Winx saga. <laughs> <laughs> well, Great I'm excited. Show. I'm excited for the creativity that's going to flow from this. Me too. All right. All right, y'all. Well, we will see you soon on the flip side. I want, I've always wanted to say that. You shouldn't say it. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe that'll get cut out. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I love it. That's a wrap for this episode of Easy A's Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and joining us. For more information on what we discussed today, check out the links in the show notes. We'll be back at you soon for another conversation amongst friends. But if you'd like to connect with us in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Easy A's Podcast. We'd also be ever so grateful if you would take a hot second to subscribe to our podcast and give us a quick rate and review. And better yet, share us with one of your friends. See you soon.